All right, guys, here we are, episode four. I'm ready to recap this. This is what we've been waiting for. We're getting into it. Let's go. I'm ready. Let's do this now. You're listening to Giorgio Malfarmani, the podcast. Hi, guys. I wanted to talk to you about today's sponsor for today's episode. Um, It's actually really cool clothing. I love black clothing. I live in it. Um, Most of my wardrobe is dedicated to black. I love the way I look in it. I think it makes everything look better. Um, And I love comfortable clothing. And matte black clothing, matte black everything is a clothing brand that offers super chic all black clothing in various forms mostly athletic wear so if you are someone who's active or you go to the gym this is a great brand for you it's composed of being very comfortable okay they're super comfortable but they look like a million bucks like when you guys check out their website it's like hard like you want to fill up your basket with like everything so Head over to Matt Black Everything. Everything, don't put the G at the end. So it's everything. Matt Black Everything. Okay. And when you're looking around, you'll notice that there's active wear, there's like hoodies, there's t shirts, there's pretty much everything. And even if you don't want to go to the gym, who doesn't love a comfortable pair of like stretchy pants I do like I like I absolutely am obsessed with this brand because and it's all black it's it's perfect it's like you you'll look so chic it's so effortless and that's what it's really all about guys anyways our good friends at Matt Black Matt Black everything everything drop the G at, on everything um, go to mattblackeverything.com and use the code Giorgio20 at checkout to receive 20% off. Like, how dope is that? Dope gear, and you're getting 20% off. Use the code Giorgio20 at checkout, guys. Get that 20% off and rock some cool ass shit. All right. Thank you to the sponsor. MBE, Matt Black, everything. What's up, you guys? It's Giorgio, and I am super excited because we are at episode four of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills season nine. And I'm super, super excited. We really got a lot of juicy juicy drama in this episode, you guys. I am floored. I can't wait to see where this is going to go. Okay. So, first of all, let's start out with the fact that all the people involved, right? Uh, Dorit, Lisa Vanderpump, and Teddy Mellencamp all have their own, like, reflection, like, solo scenes when we first open up season or sorry episode four um and I just thought it was funny because it's like all of them are like doing something different and like Dorit's clearly already been like glammed and her hair is done and she's like 
pretending to be casual and she's just out on the like terrace like just you know just reflecting on the night before when she kind of like you know was emotional and like being told basically like everyone you know was told uh, about the dog situation and she basically is being made to look at like she was a you know terrible person and a terrible friend to Lisa Vanderpump but uh I thought the funniest part was Teddy because she's like running on the beach and she just looks like she's just ready to like she's just ready to like play like she's just got she's getting her thoughts together she's just she's getting herself prepared you can tell she's coming to the table this is the Teddy I've been waiting for she is an honest person and you know then we have Lisa she's trying to get herself together get ready and then we see the group kind of split off and I thought this was very interesting that you have one group of ladies going out on a boat with Dorit and those ladies are Lisa Renna Denise Richards Camille Grammer okay and first of all you have Lisa Rinna and remember she's she's ready to go she wants to like make sure that Lisa Vanderpump gets busted for all of the pot stirring and the manipulation and the you know what we would like to call producing how the show goes in terms of storylines and, you know, it, it was very interesting. So you have that group, and they're on a boat. And then you have Erica with Teddy, and they're going to play golf. Which, by the way, I thought that was really awesome, that they were finally able to do something alone together. Because if you guys remember last season, they didn't have any one-on-one time. They were always in group settings. They were never, like, they just never had a chance to, like, get to know each other. And I'm really happy that they were able to do that. And it seemed like they were, you know, getting along. And it seemed like Erica was really kind of backing Teddy up. And I'm pretty sure Erica also feels strongly at the fact that she knows the type of person that Lisa Vanderpump is. And she also knows that Teddy is new and that she basically... I don't doubt in my mind Erica didn't already, like, sense when she figured all the information came out that Teddy wasn't used as a pawn by Lisa and that Lisa didn't manipulate it and purposely, like, set this up, set her up. And even though Kyle was there, she more or less set Teddy up more because Teddy's relationship with Dorit was not good last season. So... Lisa Vanderpump knew that. And then the way... that Now, here's the interesting part. Lisa Vanderpump spins it as... The reason why she told Dorit was because if she didn't and then Teddy would have brought it up, then Dorit would have blamed her for not saying anything. Now, that could have also been true. We don't really know that. We don't really know that. There's no telling how Dorit would have taken the information... If Teddy would have brought it up first, let's just say, and and let's say Lisa Vanderpump didn't alert Dorit to let her know that Teddy knew. But ultimately, the the thing here is, is that 
Teddy feels set up now, so she's ready to come to the table. It's clear she's got to have evidence of some sort if she's been communicating with this Blizzard guy. So, anyhow, you you know, you have these two playing golf, and I thought it was hilarious because Erica Jane served us, like, Gucci, like, classic, very, like sex pot golf player. I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less from her. And then it was funny because Teddy clearly, and this was shocking to me because she's so athletic already. I would have expected her to be like good, I guess, but that's, that's why you don't make assumptions. But clearly she's not good at golf and it was just hilarious watching them try to play because it's clear like Erica was really good and it was clear that she had been on the, you know, golf course once or twice in her life, which she did talk about. But I really liked the way that she was supporting Teddy in that Teddy was, you know, basically saying her side of it and just kind of venting to Erica and kind of confiding in her. And I think that that's a great sign that their relationship's going to go in a positive direction from here because... Erica was open and let her speak her mind, tell her side of the story. And it's clear Erica believes Teddy. And obviously Teddy says that she has receipts. So this is all going to be like continuously unfolding. But like as of right now, it's already at the peak of what most people think this whole season was going to peak at for like the end of the season. We're already here. So that's why... I just, I know that this dog situation is just going to last a few more episodes, and then it's going to be about something bigger than that. It's going to be connected to something else. I don't really think that this dog situation is going to continue on the whole season, but, so that scene was really cool. I really enjoyed that, because I really felt like there was a real, authentic connection there, but also, I liked that there was some empowerment there. Because Erica was backing her up by saying, you know what? You tell your story 101 times. If she says it 100, you say it 101 times. You tell your story because it's your truth. And Erica also backed her up by saying, I don't think you're a liar. You know, so that's validating that Teddy is not a vindictive, malicious person. I think she just got caught up in the, you know the situation you know sometimes it happens and I think people do and after hearing a couple interviews it's like you understand it a little bit more you understand the context of it because again they're filming a show and the reason why things are the way they are is because people had conversations but now one person's pretending they have no idea what's going on and why is it continuously being brought up when in fact you know, this person, Lisa Vanderpump, is the reason why this is even being brought up in the first place. So you have that group, you have the group on the boat, and then you have Lisa and Kyle. Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle Richards. And they go shopping, and Kyle's trying to get Lisa to talk about the night before. And it's clear Lisa Vanderpump does not want to have anything to do with it. She keeps deflecting. She's looking at caftans. She's 
you know, clearly on some type of antidepressant. She just can't be bothered. I mean, did you guys see that scene when she, like... I mean, it looked like she had just finished doing her makeup, but it looked like she also just woke up. So it's like, I get it. She's going through a lot. She's doing a lot. She's busy. I would be on a medic... Like, I would have to be on medication as well. But it was clear that Kyle was trying to get her to understand what it was looking like and why Teddy felt the way she felt. Because I think ultimately Kyle sees it for what it is. And because she was yet again dragged into something, you know, she, she's been through this before. So this time around, she's just smarter and she's just trying to say, listen, you're, this is how it looks. It does, it, she feels this way. Like you, like you have to like, basically like you have to fess up. You have to either apologize or you have to own it because this isn't going to go away. Like she feels this way. And Kyle knows Teddy more because they've been hanging out. That's been clear. They have a closer relationship now. So, of course, Kyle probably knows a lot more. So she's letting Lisa Vanderpump know, like, listen, just just say what it is. Speak up and just say the truth or own it. And we all know that that's not going to happen here. Unfortunately, it's just not going to happen, but it's it's just starting to backfire. So you have everyone doing their, like, daily activities. And, you know, going back to the boat, it was clear that, you know, Lisa Rinna was really kind of amping up Doree and kind of making her aware that, you know, we have someone here who is constantly manipulating, constantly trying to create situations where people are fighting with each other but she'll be around it and then not actually have anything to do with it on camera and Lisa Rinna is fired up because she's seeing it yet again because this happened to Lisa Rinna this happened when the whole Munchausen's thing happened with Yolanda and after the cameras went down Lisa Vanderpump followed Lisa Rena out when she was going to her car and asked, why didn't you bring Kyle into it? Meaning, we talked about this, and that's what Lisa Vanderpump does. So, that's what's unfortunate about this situation, is that Teddy fell for it. She fell for it, and I think Lisa Vanderpump thought that Teddy was new, and she wasn't going to figure it out, and that it was just going to go as planned and it, and it didn't and and Teddy's not as dumb as I guess Lisa Vanderpump assumed she would be about the whole situation I think she really kind of just she was pretty alert about it from the beginning and I think I talked about that a little bit in the first or second episode of you know my recaps for, for this season thus far but you know, this time around, I think it's just a little bit different, it's a little bit more complex, because you have Lisa Vanderpump, whose brother passed away, so you have that as, like, a heavy emotional piece of baggage that's being carried with her, that she's also utilizing to deflect in situations where it's getting too heated, or she plays the confused card, 
But I think this episode, we start to see that she's losing her patience with it because it's not going as planned. It's not going the way that she thought it was going to go. So on the boat, I really enjoyed that, you know, Denise is starting to kind of chime in a little bit more because also Denise is trying to make, she's just trying to make it clear to herself, like what she's listening to at these, like these dinners where no one's really eating because people are fighting. So she just wants to understand the story. So like, is this, you know, is, you know, let's also look at the fact that like, there was a situation where Dorit did not do what she was supposed to do in terms of when you adopt a dog from a place like Vanderpump Dogs. You know, she did break her contract. She hasn't paid the $5,000. That's been confirmed. You know, that was a stipulation in the contract. Clearly, it wasn't pushed. um, But neither was a couple of other situations that I feel should have been pushed in the situation, even though Dorit spoke to Lisa the day after and told her about the woman and the dog going to a great home, but then the dog ended up at a shelter. Which, by the way, I know that it was put out there that it was a kill shelter that the that Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy went to, but it wasn't a kill shelter. It was a shelter, and then the dog was intercepted, obviously, because it was microchipped, and when it was scanned, it alerted Vanderpump Dogs. But again, you have to remember, John Sessa was fired up Lisa Vanderpump's emotional. She used that to her advantage as well. And I'm going to say that. She used that to her advantage. She got these people to do her dirty work. And now people have figured it out. And they're calling her out. And Teddy is the truth teller. She's not going to let this shit slide. She's not going to take one for the team. She's not going to take one for her either. She has a lot of integrity. And that's clear in this episode. You see that. Especially because she doesn't have the best relationship with Dorit, so she could have gone along with it. But, again, Dorit also has to take responsibility in the fact that she didn't handle this the way that she should have handled it. But then we learn that this wasn't the first dog that she adopted from Vanderpump Dogs. Hmm, well that's very interesting. Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy was the second dog that she adopted from Vanderpump Dogs. The first dog, I think her name was Maxie or his name, I don't remember, but the first dog, I guess, bit her child in the face. So she did give that dog back to Lisa and Vanderpump Dogs. So I guess the second time around... When it bit PK, which like, okay, I get it. It it like these things don't work out. Not every rescue dog is good for every family. You know, our dog, me and my partner's dog that we rescued, like, we've we've rescued dogs and we understand. Like, and I get it. Like it you gotta do what you gotta do for your family. Your kids come first. But at the same time, I think she still had an obligation to do the right thing because she was still in contract. So she should have just given that dog back to Vanderpump Dogs as well. And maybe she didn't do that because she didn't want to create more of an issue. Or maybe she thought it would create an issue with with Lisa by doing that. But 
Instead, she created more of an issue because she went ahead and gave it to someone who then gave it to another shelter. And then now Lisa looks bad, and so does her Vanderpump dog's place. And then her partners are all fired up, which, by the way, I think they're all eating this up because I think they want media attention. They're all doing their own press, I think. Um, I'm still trying to pull up uh, an interview that I was uh, trying to look into because I think it's really interesting that the... the uh, well, John Sessa in particular is loving all the attention. Um, and I think he also kind of played into it and, and was very much interested in being a part of this uh, storyline and doing this, you know, dirty deed. Because he was, you know, going to get some, you know, on airtime, he's going to be on TV, his name's being spoken about. Hello, we're talking about him right now. But, you know, also Denise Richards asked some valid questions like you know like did you like you know why didn't you just call her and then Camille Camille also weighed in and and just said you know if you guys speak all the time then that would have been more of a reason why you should have just told her that it wasn't working out and I agree with that I agree with that but somewhere in in Dorit's logic I think she just didn't want to deal with the confrontation again and I understand that and knowing the type of person that Lisa Vanderpump is, I don't doubt, I don't doubt that she would put herself in a situation and know that right before filming, this was going to be possibly something that would make her and Lisa Vanderpump not get along. Anyhow, I don't want to get off on a tangent, um, but basically the point of the matter is, is that we have a sticky situation and unfortunately... Like I said, Teddy is involved. Um, But we get to a point where we have the ladies, like I said, on the boat. And how funny was it when Lisa Retta, like, started just randomly, like, dancing on the boat. And, like, then Camille, of course, loves to dance. So she, like, went ahead and, like, followed. And, like, Denise Richards, like, typical, like, mom is just like, all right, just don't fall and break your neck. You like... You know, like, because the boat's clearly moving, and, like, if they didn't hold on, they they would have flew right off the back. But um, it was just, I just love, this is why I love Lisa Renna, because she just, she knows how to, like, turn it up just an extra notch. Um, but, you know, then we cut back to Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle Richards. They're having lunch, and... You know, they, they start talking more about it, and it's just, it's it's that much more clear that Lisa Vanderpump is not going to own up to anything. It doesn't matter at this point, and it was clear to me at that lunch that she's just, she's not. She's going to just keep to her word. She doesn't understand what's happening. She doesn't know why this is going on, and she doesn't know why Teddy is acting this way. And that's that and then we cut to this like really like cute scene of these like furry flamingos that are like the best things ever so I thought that was a really like cool thing kind of lightened up the mood because we're going right back into like a heavy dark scene uh shortly right after but yeah and then you and then you have them I'll come back. You know, it's it's getting to that point in the evening when it's going to be dinner time. And obviously there's a dinner planned for all of them. And, you know, 
Lisa Vanderpump and Kyle Richards, they're leaving early the next day because they both have commitments. One's, you know, Kyle's taking Sophia to college. Um, and then Lisa Vanderpump is hosting an event at one of her restaurants. So they both have things they need to get back for. So this is technically their last dinner. So we we know there's going to be something going on or something that unravels. But prior to that, Right before dinner, people are, like, pretty much ready. It's still kind of early, and <clears throat> Lisa Vanderpump calls Teddy, and she invites her to the room, basically, to kind of just, quote-unquote, hash it out, come to some type of understanding, quote-unquote. Unfortunately, Teddy's expectations here were really high, and I was really surprised by the way that she just handled the entrance to, like, Lisa's room Lisa and Dorit's suite I should say because she like walks in and she's like hi am I here for an apology like I mean like are you gonna give me an apology and it's like right off the bat and it's like well first of all if you know anything you can look at how long it took Kyle Richards to get Lisa to apologize to her why would like so automatically I'm like oh this is not gonna go well because she already thinks that Lisa's just going to own up to this and that's why she called and that's not why. So then they go to Lisa Vanderpump's room and then that's when we see Teddy like get to a point where she has to pull out her phone and pull out a screenshot of the text message where it clearly states that the employees were specifically told that Lisa wanted Teddy to know this information about Dorit and the dog and Lucy Lucy Apple Juicy. Now Lisa Vanderpump's claiming that she doesn't have any contact with Blizzard. He's 22. Why would she have his phone number? Well, it's kind of hard to believe because he works at Vanderpump Dogs and I'm pretty sure you have your employees' numbers or someone has their numbers there's no way that you just have no contact with Blizzard at all when he works for you. I don't believe that. But here we are. So now we have this standoff. It's clear again, like, that's not enough. Teddy pulls out that screenshot again in hopes Lisa's going to just finally buckle down and just admit. But then she doesn't. So now we're at this standoff, and Teddy doesn't want to deal with it anymore. She's, she's super irritated. She's disappointed, really, because you can tell that she really enjoyed getting to know Lisa last season and that they had a lot of things in common with riding horses. So I could sense, and you can see it in her face, she's disappointed in Lisa because she feels like she's making, she's just continuing to make her look like a fool, Teddy. She's making her look stupid. She's trying to twist it and make it seem like she's made this up in her own head or she's got it all mixed up. And that's how Lisa Vanderpump is. She always makes it like, oh, you must have been confused. That's not what I said. And here we are. She didn't say anything, though. It's these... It's John Sessa and Blizzard. So, you know, now Teddy's leaving Lisa Vanderpump's room and she's calling out for Dorit and Dorit's in her towel and hair and makeup is done. She's just got to throw on her outfit, but she's in complete shock. So I don't even think she even knew that the cameras were there, to be honest, because she like her face was just like it was it was priceless. 
but Teddy basically goes up to her and she's just like she she's basically venting to her that she's not going to deal with this and you know she says that she says her piece on it and then she leaves in a rage not in a rage that's the wrong word she leaves very irritated but she's level headed and she says her piece on it to Dorit and then she exits and at that moment Dorit says thank you Teddy and the look that Lisa Vanderpump gives Dorit at that moment is like fuck you bitch are you kidding me Because now Dorit's like, wait a minute, who the hell do I believe? The person who is like, not, we're not really good with each other, but is adamant about being honest with me and, and trying to like, tell me the truth? Or is it the person that I think is my friend, who clearly is setting things up to embarrass me and make me look like a bad person and a bad friend? So, of course, now we have Teddy going to the room and her and Kyle. Basically, Kyle gets a recap of what happens between Teddy and Lisa Vanderpump and and all that. And I'm sure Kyle in that moment was like, are you kidding? Did you really like there's no way she would have apologized. I would never have expected that. But she doesn't she knows she really sat there and listened and they basically kind of went over it and so that leads me to believe that there's gonna be more of this Teddy Kyle supporting each other you know Kyle's gonna start to like get more and more involved and you know hello there's a confrontation coming so but anyhow I I just know that like the way that things are going Kyle already knows how this is working out. And she she's not going to say it on camera, but she knows. She knows how Lisa Vanderpump is. She knows what this is about. She wants to punish Dorit. She wanted to use someone else, so she utilized the people that work for her, you know, and then she tried to throw one over on Teddy. And, you, you know, it just... It's now getting to a point where it's it's falling apart. And so... Between that conversation and then the conversation that's going on between Dorit and Lisa Vanderpump while Dorit's trying to put her fucking bra on and her fucking, like, wrap skirt and whatever getup she's got to put on for the dinner, you know, Lisa's just, like, trying to convince her that that wasn't her. She had nothing to do with it and she didn't say anything. That She's just basically trying to shut it down the whole time and that causes... Lisa Vanderpump and Dorit to be late to the dinner. Which everyone looked amazing, by the way. They all looked fucking amazing. And I just loved how, like, dressed up everyone was. And it was just, like, a cool, like, dim setting. But it was, like, still, like, really nice. Also, like, I was dying when I realized that, like, Kyle Richards basically postmated her Rolex to the dinner table but it made sense because she's leaving the next morning and the store probably was like not going to be open or something or no one would have been available to get it to her so she really wanted it I thought that was really cool but that was a really funny part of the 
the uh, dinner that I'm about to go into because that's about the only the few highlights that were light in uh, that dinner scene. So finally we get the, you know, Lisa Vanderpump show up to dinner. It's kind of like weird. No one really greets Lisa Vanderpump. No one's really kind of acknowledging her. They keep shooting to Teddy in her face, like just kind of giving her these looks and it's clear that she's angry and Lisa Vanderpump is giving her these like squinty side eye looks, look, looking at her like, bitch, just, you should have just fucking went along with this fucking program and now you're fucking it up because now you're trying to pull all this shit and now I got to go home and try to basically like rectify it. So giving each other these looks across the table, they're sitting on the opposite ends on the corner and then you have everyone like, you know, basically like toasting to Dorit and like what a nice trip everything, you know, everyone had and like how fun it was and unfortunately like, you know, hopefully like Lisa Vanderpump and Dorit can basically like hopefully patch things up and move on from this and work it out. Um, shout out to Camille again for Camille's really coming in. You know, I really feel like she deserved a diamond this season thus far because she's been in pretty much every episode, I feel like, and she's not just hanging out in the background, she's actually like more vocal. So I'm kind of shocked that she's not a housewife this season. But, anyways. Shout out to Camille, by the way. I love you. Um, but Camille brings it up and, and hopes that, you know, like, kind of opens up the conversation between Dorit and Lisa's little situation. And then that's when we get down to the bottom of things. And Teddy is basically, like, saying what it is and that she has proof that this came from Lisa and Lisa wanted this to happen basically in a nutshell and she can't sit there and be fake and you know she has to be honest and that's her that's just who she is she's she's the truth teller and she's an honest individual and Lisa is you know going to sit there for a little bit of it, sit quiet, and, you know, she takes as much as she can take, and then she just gets up, and then she leaves, and that's just typical Lisa. Lisa is now backed into a corner, and she doesn't have anything to say, so she gets up, and she walks away, and it's clear that Dorit is not going to get up and follow her, so now Kyle is the closest to her, so she gets up, and she follows her, and again, you have to remember, when someone gets up and says they're done, they're going to their room, that means they're done, so if someone wants to continue getting footage or getting a conversation, it just takes one cast member to walk over and follow the person and then there'll be a camera on that person. So I I think ultimately Lisa Vanderpump was done. She was ready to go back to her room, like deal with the night, go to sleep, pack, do whatever she needed to do because they are, they were leaving the next morning. So we see Kyle go up to Lisa Vanderpump She's trying to get her to come back to the table. And Lisa Vanderpump's clearly, you know, just... She's just had it. And and she's ready to be done with it. And she didn't seem too bothered by it. But it it was clear that she was on a mission. That when she got back home, there was going to be some shit that she was going to have to dig up. Which was why she was back at her room trying to call Ken... And 
it was such a funny scene because she couldn't get through to Ken and then she called the house and then she kept saying Rosia and it was Maria and not Rosia and then there was like 7,000 like dogs barking in the background and it was just like a real moment and because they always show Villa Rosa as like this calm like serene like beautiful and like everything's where it's supposed to be at all times and it was just like a real moment like okay yeah when you call our house it's a fucking shit show with all the dogs barking and any little sound sets them off but I I kind of felt bad she couldn't get through to Ken but I know it's ultimately because she's she's looking to you know go back to the drawing board here this is where we see her going back to the drawing board um yeah so I mean Lisa Renna is is fired up, you know, about the whole situation. It's clear that she wants to out this once and for all. She wants to get Lisa Vanderpump and really nail her on the fact that she set this up and that she planned it and that she had something to do with it. But, you know, Kyle, at the end of the day, isn't going to, like, just jump up every time something like this happens because it's it's something that's just a part of who... She, it's one of her bad sides, and Kyle says that. But it's like, she's not going to just... It has. You have to pick and choose your battles, and I understand where Kyle's coming from here. But at the end of the day, you have all these other people that are clearly starting to back Dorit up at this point. So it's looking like a gang-up, but it's not a gang-up because Lisa Vanderpump set herself up here with this. She set herself up, and it's, it's seeming like it's going to be a rough ride. So now we basically have the girls minus Lisa Vanderpump and they are kind of finishing up dinner and closing out the conversation. And, you know, I guess they end up at a club, which they didn't make part of the scene, but they made it more of a flashback. Uh, But they were at a club and looked like they were having fun. They were doing shots and all this stuff. And so basically Kyle's hung over when it's time to go. And so it's basically like, Kyle and Lisa in the van heading to the airport. It's raining. Kyle is like hungover, two hours of sleep. And, you know, Lisa begins to talk about the situation with Teddy and the dog and Dorit. And it's just clear that, like, Lisa is really not going to let this go now. And she's going to make sure that she comes harder. And that was very clear. Like, she, her whole demeanor on this change, like, she is clearly, like, playing the emotionally tired, mentally tired game. Like, she just felt like she got beat up. And I knew that was going to happen. But at the end of the day, she is going to go back to the drawing board, like I said. Like, that's exactly why she was trying to get a hold of Ken. Because she... She wanted to make sure that we're like we're we're setting ourselves up now because it looks like things are making a left turn, and I'm losing control of the storyline, and she doesn't like to be misplaced here. She has to be in somewhat of control. She's very concerned about her image. She's very concerned about how she looks, and she's concerned about how she's conveyed towards, or how she looks towards her fans because they're very loyal to her. So. We get everyone back, pretty much the two of them. And then we have a scene with Lisa Vanderpump back at Villa Rosa. She's, like, talking about her dead flowers. And then here comes Ken. 
And they sit down. They're outside catching up. Lisa has an emotional moment about how hard it was being on that trip, how she felt very beat up. And she gets teary-eyed and she gets emotional. And at this point, like, yeah, I was a little sad for her for a second. But then I remembered, like, no, you're... You're the one that's doing this. So, I, I, you know, the tears came and quickly left. And then all of a sudden now Ken Todd has printouts of all these messages that he got from Blizzard um, between Blizzard and Teddy. And basically, like, there was a big revelation. Well, apparently Teddy was the one that told Blizzard that, hey, bring the dog out and I'll say it looks like her dog or something to that effect so now we have it looking like Teddy is lying and that she was the one that actually wanted it to be set up that way based on those text messages that Kevin printed out so now and I loved how Lisa Vanderpump pretended she had no idea what? stop I was like are you kidding? You absolutely knew those messages existed. You knew what they were. You had this you had this ready to go. You had this ready to go and and now now it's looking like it's not looking good for Teddy. I'm going to be honest, it doesn't look good for her cuz now it looks like she did lie. So, I I don't know, guys. I don't know how this is going to I don't know how this is going to turn out. But next episode you know, we get to see a little bit more of, um, you know, Kyle and, you know, her daughter leaving for college and stuff. But it seems like there's going to be a big point here where Lisa confronts Kyle and Dorit and prove her point. She can't, like I said, like she went back to the drawing board. We have these messages. I don't know what the hell's going to happen here. I don't know what Teddy's going to do. I don't know if Teddy's got more messages. I don't know if there's more to the receipts. Was there conversations? Who, like, was there, like, I, I'm dying to know. So, until next week, I can't wait to recap episode five, but until then, thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for listening to my recap, and thanks for your support, and I can't wait to talk to you soon. Bye. You are listening to Giorgio Armani's podcast.